sports fans, and welcome to the 17th episode of Pub Talk Rugby League, a pub cast where old mates from high school meet up and talk about rugby league. My name is Adam, and I know very little about football, uh, so I'm joined with my panel of armchair experts. Smokes? G'day, mate. I love pub cast as much as I love going to the pod. And uh, the principal. Hello, hello. We're off to a great start. Uh, as always, we're yeah, professionals. Right. We'll push ahead. Very, yeah, well, they, the listeners get what they pay for, so, you know. They're exactly fine. right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly um, right. And, of course, Phantom, living up to his name, can no, not join us today, so... Uh, you know, he, he literally has become the Phantom this time, because we've been messaging him saying, hey, you're joining, and no response. So, you know, who knows? Who knows, maybe he'll swoop in at the last minute, but we'll, we'll push ahead without him. Maybe, yeah. I'm surprised he wants to miss this one, to be honest. It's a bit of a shame because of the, his team's amazing performance on Thursday night. Yes, maybe it has something <laughs> to, that, to do with that first game. Um, all right. Uh, talking about round 16, uh, the, the famous game that we want to talk about a lot, well, we wanted Phantom at least for, Roosters versus Storm. Principal, you said it was, they were going to win by 20... The score was 46 nil, so uh, you were pretty So the principal was wrong, <laughs> yeah, really? Like, well, you're way off, mate. What's wrong? <laughs> way off. Way off. But, you know, we, we all knew this was coming. Well, I knew. Storm are just in incredible form. They just There's no stopping them, really, at the moment. Only injury, I guess. Well, I mean, they've already had injuries, and it's still not stopping them. Mm. So they just find a way to win. And Roosters, it'd be interesting to see how they go the next few games, because they... They were really off the pace with this one. I wonder if, as the year progresses, they're going to find it harder and harder to, to keep to keep winning. You know, they're down on troops. And it was sort of an un-Roosters-like performance because they just they, they weren't in it at all the whole game. And it was mm. it was an interesting one, I thought. I think it's... The yeah. Roosters have Bulldogs this week, so I think they might Look, they'll, that they'll probably through. okay. So I think you're spot on um, with a lot of things. I mean... It's quite amazing how many how many forty plus score lines the Storm have put on this year. Um, I think it's I think I've read somewhere it's a record for a season. Um, they're just in insanely good form, and and as you said, they're doing it without some guys like Harry Grant still not there. Um, Pappenhausen's been out for God knows how long, um, and yeah, and the Roosters. I think the injuries have finally caught up to them. Um, you know, they I think they're starting to feel it now. So look. If they come up against a very weak team, they're probably still going to beat them. But against those top teams, I think they're struggling. They've actually dropped to sixth now, and I think there's a potential they could drop even lower potentially. So, you know, they're they're, they're I think they're really feeling the injuries now. Yeah, I think so, and I think Sam Walker's really starting to to feel what it, what it's like to be a regular. Yeah, yeah that's getting a good point. Absolutely hammered, and I wonder if he's getting targeted. Probably, and. Um, he copped a lot of punishment on the weekend as well in that. Yeah, the thing with those first-year halves, when they get to the back end of the season, they start to wear out because they haven't had that grind of, of first-grade NRL footy yeah, it, it built into their bodies. You know, they're, they're still learning learning that. Look, he's 18. What is he, 18 years old, I think? Um, he's done exceptionally yeah. well. But, yeah, he's starting to feel the pinch too. Uh, I think a lot of this also comes down to the real grub-like culture that the Roosters seem to, seem to have... Um, <laughs> really built up, especially in the last 12 months. I mean, like, are they really injured? Or are they just, you know, tagging out because they just couldn't be bothered? Yeah, I think it's... I, know, I, mean, I, I tend to think you'd be pretty strong on this principle. I mean, I, I know you've got some thoughts on this. <laughs> yeah, look, I just think, you know, 
they just lack some heart at the moment now. I think they're just, they would rather be somewhere else, like a pub. Yep. You know? Yep. Well, you know, well there's probably another team that they could join doing that, which um, we'll get onto a bit later. <laughs> there's a few, isn't there? Yeah, look, oh, yeah. I'm enjoying this part of the podcast. I'm not enjoying what's to come <laughs> when we talk about it. It's been a good, <laughs> a good one for me. <laughs> oh, I've actually been dreading this all week. But anyway. Oh, I've been we'll, looking forward to it. We'll, Bring it on. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Uh, a very close one, this one. New Zealand versus Dragons. Uh, they Dragons won by one point in Golden Point. How did they lose this? The Warriors were up and they had the game all but one. And they just did some... Uh, some stupid, stupid things. I think Chad Townsend going oh, for a field goal. Chad. Oh, you know? <laughs> oh Chad. It was a bit doing? of a. Yeah, and look, we all, I think um, we all tipped the Dragons, um, except for except for the except host. For yeah, our, our gracious host tipped the Warriors. And look, after seventy-one minutes, you were looking good, up eighteen six. Um, the Dragons had a lot of ball in the in the first half, but only only got that one try. And then the Warriors actually put a couple on before half time, and they had a lead, even though they. Hadn't really had much ball, and then they got out to eighteen six, and it was really Ben Hunt who pulled the Dragons back into this contest. I think. I mean, he he kept a level head and and come up with some really good kicks. He come up to, with some really good ball playing, um, got them back into the contest, and they they literally scored the the leveling try about three seconds before the siren went, which is a nice change for Ben because he was obviously in the Broncos team when it happened in reverse in that grand final, but. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a pretty fun game to watch though, like a really exciting you know one point game and um, yeah, Chad Townsend. I mean, there's a couple of times this year where his kicking in games has let him down. I seem to recall when he's playing for the Sharks against uh, your mob principal, his goal kicking lost them that game. And tonight he uh, was a th- uh, Friday he goes for the field goal when they're leading by eight, and that set of six, the Dragons scored off the seventh tackle because of the seven tackle set and got back into the game. So. Yeah, not a happy night for him. No, it's an interesting one, and I, I wonder if the Cowboys are starting to get worried as well. He's sort of um, average form for the Sharks, and he's come across the Warriors. I guess he, he jumped into a new team pretty quick, so it's, I guess they Could be that, yeah. You know, yeah. It, yeah, it could have been just, you know, trying too hard maybe potentially as well. Mm. But, yeah, it's an interesting one. But, I, yeah, it was a great game to watch. I think it's the good, Cowboys... It's enjoyable to watch. I think the Cowboys' bigger concern is their other half who they've signed. But I'll get on to him very shortly. No spoilers. Um, okay, Panthers versus Eels. I actually watched this game, and it was a nail-biter right to the end. There was a uh, uh, point scored within, like, the last couple of minutes, and then that stupid field goal or the penalty that the Panthers gave out, and then luckily... <laughs> Uh, the Eels guy missed the goal because otherwise I would have yeah, lost it was a very It was a game. crazy finish to this game, wasn't it? And that, that's sort of all I really remember yeah. from the game. So I only saw bits and pieces of it. But, um, yeah, obviously um, uh, Penrith got the field goal with, it, with about 90 seconds to go, I think, to get the one-point lead. And then uh, from Parramatta doing the short kickoff, Penrith gave away a penalty and Mitchell Moses had a chance to win the game. Uh, and he shanked the kick. Uh, yeah, so... Look, Penrith, great effort without Nathan Cleary there. And, and obviously, Jerome Luai has gone out injured now too. So, they're going to be tested in the, in the coming weeks. But they keep pushing on. They're still equal first. And they've created a bit of a gap between them and Para- Parramatta now. Yeah, I think they're, they're probably, with some of these injuries now, they're probably lucky. They, they, they're not lucky, but you know they'd be glad that they've, they've put a bit of a gap on between third because they don't want to slip down too far mm. considering the season that they've had. But... 
Luai, as I said, we've said the way to stop them is for all their players to get injured. <laughs> that's it. That's so it's, yeah. it's another another week, another player is injured. Yeah, I, maybe. I, I guess we'll the I guess the thing though is like if they can get through this next three or four weeks and then get their two halves back, they're going to be. They, you'd like to think, like, especially Luai, he'll be fresh going into the finals. I don't, look, Cleary's obviously yeah. going to be an ongoing management <laughs> of his shoulder. But if they manage it right, at least the rest of his body is going to be pretty fresh. If they get through the next few weeks. They might be okay. I think they've got the bye this week as well. So They've got a bye this yeah. week, and then they've got Warriors the following yeah, week. Yeah, so, the, so the Warriors could be a bit of a challenging game because the Warriors the Warriors are sort of a team who, who are in every contest. They, they don't get blown away much. They're, it's like the whole having to stay in Australia because of COVID uh, has galvanised them and made sure that they play tough footy, which is one thing the Warriors have always lacked is being a tough footy team. I think they've got a bit of that now. So that could be a challenge for Penrith, but... Uh, if they can get through the next three or four weeks and, and you know jag a couple of wins, that they'll be they'll be pretty well primed for a for a run at the title. Yeah, it was good to see that the Eels can can stick with them as well. So it makes it a bit more interesting towards the end of the year when you've got another team. Hopefully, there's a you know a few you know the top four is can be competitive and we're we're not just seeing it's you know already knowing the results of the of what's going to be in the grand final, but. Yeah, yeah true. it's good. I was hoping I, I tipped the Panthers, but I was hoping the Eels might spring a bit of an upset nice there. But well, is, they it, is got it a there. concern for the Blues that Mitchell Moses is in a big game against the competition leaders, had a chance to win the game, and didn't take it? Is that a concern going into Origin? Yeah, I don't I think, think so. I mean, <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, you know what? I think for the the choice who who else would, would they have picked so Adam Reynolds right Adam Reynolds brings chosen. experience you know what you're going to get from him he's he's won big games he so would have got that and he would have got it like i i, I think I he would like, too and he's played for new south wales before i would have personally picked adam reynolds yeah. for that that those clutch plays that um kicking under pressure you know what they don't have to do anything crazy the the blues to win they just have to be pretty solid and they'll they'll come away with the win i think against that queensland team they yeah. should be able to do that. But, yeah, I'm assuming Mitchell Moses will be kicking on, on Wednesday. So I'd say so, yeah. Um, I, I guess the thing, too, yeah. is like Adam Reynolds, what he would have brought is a combination with Cook and a combination with Latrell Mitchell. Um, so, yeah. yeah, interesting. But um, we'll get on to that. that that'll, be, that'll be talking point soon. I reckon uh, if Mitchell Moses has to kick for New South Wales, he'll be fine. He'll be so relaxed because the Blues will be up by 20, 30 points. <laughs> so no pressure, oh, just like kick that it. Is it. Hey, we get it. Great. Okay. We don't. No problems. Okay. I like that point That's of view. I think it's going to be he, no problems. He won't have the pressure. He won't be kicking to win That's the right. game. Be because no pressure. He, be just, he will have, kick it. He will have kicked about eight, ten goals prior to that uh-huh. in the, uh-huh. the thrashing that's uh-huh. going to occur. Uh-huh. All right. We'll see, boys. We'll see. <laughs> All right, all right. On to Saturday games. Uh, Bulldogs versus Sea Eagles. Sixty-six. <sighs> you know, you know, you know what's funny about this? <laughs> like, because um, I obviously had the kids for the weekend because we were in lockdown here in Brisbane up until six pm on Saturday. We're sort of finding things to do around the house, and it's like, oh, should we watch? Maybe, maybe me and the the, the young fellow, my son, will watch some footy because he, I'm start. He's starting to get a little bit into footy now. That he's nine, and I thought, oh, what's the first game? Bulldogs versus Sea Eagles. Now nah, we'll skip that one, and we're glad we did. <laughs> Because <laughs> I switched it on with 10 minutes to go, it's 60-0. Yeah, we, 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 we did a good choice by waiting for the next game. <laughs> Which wasn't much better, but still. <laughs> I actually had this game on in the background. I was doing other things and watching it. Sea Eagles, this score could have been even more. They, mm. they bombed. The, 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 towards the end of the game, Manly were just absolutely... They were just trying whatever type of play they would... You know, yeah. They were just playing with the Bulldogs. Training run. It could have easily been another... 
it could have scored another three, four tries, mm. and they got disallowed a lot of those tries, and it could have been even worse. But pretty average Saturday of footy, really mm. overall. Yeah. Well, and that's, well, that's, that's the start about? of it. Yeah, well, let's get on to the next one. Oh, I can't wait to hear about this game. Uh, Raiders versus Titans. <laughs> oh, look, not, not much to say. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting away that easy. This is my one This oh. is my one weekend. My one weekend where you and Phantoms teams collectively conceded 90 points. You are not getting off the hook. So, I know. Come this on. Is, well, you know what? The Raiders scored a try. Oh, I was so happy about that. <laughs> the only thing I was happy about, that they weren't held to held nil. Held to nil, yeah. And I thought, well, you know what? They got one up on the Roosters this weekend. But yep. this was the worst. This is one of the worst performances I've seen. And, mm. you know, there's a long list of bad Raiders performances over the years I've seen them play and been a supporter of them. But this has to be in the top, top five easily of worst performances I've ever seen. There's just a lack of effort. Yeah, and just I don't know what's it was very odd. been happening. It seems to, yeah, there was just no defence. No, there was no effort in defence, and Titans were scoring. You know, some of the tries are untouched. Well, you know, ten out from the line, they ran it. It was just yeah, it was very. It's it a very depressing time to be a Raiders supporter at the moment. It was very and, soft, um, all of it. Like um, David Fafita scored the opening try, and it's six 0 and then a, not long after that, he got put in the sin bin. There was 10 minutes to... Like, he literally got put in the bin pretty much right on the 30-minute mark. And you're thinking, okay, well, Canberra now, I've got the last 10 minutes of the half to really take this game away from the Titans. But it was the Titans who put on 16 points in that 10-minute period. It's like, what happened? It's like they... it's I don't know, were Canberra complacent thinking, oh, we've got 12 men here, we can we can take it easy? And they just... And, and some of the tries, like... I remember one try, I can't remember who scored it, but... Jared Croker just like, it was like a schoolboy effort uh, attempt at tackling. He just fell off him about 10 metres out. The guy just strolled over the line. Some of the defensive, Croker's lucky to be playing again. It's his first game back from a, a some injury. So, you know, I guess he's been given that chance this weekend again to back it up and somehow put an improved performance. But if he defends like that, he, he won't get many more games this year, I think. There's obviously some issues with his health to... Yeah, for someone like Jared Croker not to be making the effort, mm. so he, they were walking, they were running past him. He was there was just yeah. no effort there. Sam Williams was monstered by Fafida all, all game, and then towards the end, he was he he wasn't even making tackles. He was mm. just they were just running past him untouched. Yeah. And you know, was, you know uh, was, Jack White was the most disappointing. Yeah, well, Jack well, White was. You got to wonder if maybe absolute, he had his head yeah. elsewhere because it's yeah. pretty much. I think I don't know if it was before or after the game, but that we're. Greg Alexander said, yeah, Jack Whiten will be the 5'8 for New South Wales because Jerome Luai is pulled out injured. I don't know if that news filtered through to him and then all of a sudden he just was playing in a dinner suit. Because yeah. he, like he, he just didn't want to get, get his hands dirty, which is not like him. He's normally the guy who's running the ball up as hard as he can, trying to get in and get gritty. And it's like he just wasn't in, yeah. interested in doing that. He's been horribly out of form for most of the year. And... In this game, there was one try. They ran past him. He's one of the better, or he's, he's definitely in the top of you know at the top of the de- um, in defense of the halves. Yeah, so definitely. Oh, if we look at all the defense. He's, he's a big guy, and he they they ran straight past him. He barely put a, a finger on them, and and for him not to be able to make that tackle, sure, maybe they you know they could have scored anyway, but you know he didn't even attempt the tackle. I felt 
there's obviously we've been talking about it for a long time. There's some issues there, but lack of effort this week. I don't know what what that was. And Ricky Stewart hinted at change, but mm. with um with the origin to the two origin players out, he was sort of a little bit tired. His hands were tired a bit. But I hope hope coming up we start seeing a lot of fresh faces. I think for the rest of the year. Yeah. Obviously the season's a write off, so. Let's put some players in that actually want to put a bit of effort in. Mm. But it's actually this week's exciting. They've got um, Xavier Savage is playing his first game. Oh yep, yep. for the Raiders. So Great he's a nineteen-year-old and Xavier Savage. And he's, um, Savage. Yeah, well he's um, <laughs> he's meant to be a really, a really exciting prospect. So I'm hoping I'm hoping he's really fast. So that's something Raiders have been missing for a long time. Speed. Good speed. Yeah. I mean, you saw it on the weekend. There was no. <laughs> it was sort of a very lethargic effort mm. from the whole team. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just um, feel like I've probably got away a bit easy with this week with oh, no, the Phantom no. not being well, here. I, but... I think the most disappointing thing about the effort is the fact that it completely f***ed my multi that I put on for us. Um, we're we're you, on track. You knew had the a, rules. Had a four-leg multi. The other three got up, and one of those is my team who are paying big odds. So all your team had to do... Mm. Was the expected and beat the lowly Titans and we'd be a hundred dollars richer, but no. No, let's throw in our worst performance in three yet... years. You but yeah. you know what? I'm gonna take a leaf out of Phantom's book here and say I blame Ricky. It's all oh. Ricky's fault. <laughs> Ricky's just lost it. He's, he's lost the Midas touch. He, he's uh He was a very shattered figure on the weekend. Oh. He was shattered with this with this effort. Condolences there, uh, Principal, but we'll move on to the last game for Saturday. Knights versus Cowboys, another very one-sided another, game. Another team, Knights yeah. on 38, Cowboys on zero. Yeah, so another team held to nil. It's, uh, it's funny that we've had either very close games, like with one point in it, or uh, an absolute thrashing, like it's a something nil, or it's a yeah. 6-44. to 44. Like it's The last two games, they're a bit closer, a little bit closer, but um, it's just the first... You know, seven games or six games, yep. there are, they're all either very close or one side. Yeah, and, and this game, um, what was quite, it was only about three or four weeks ago that these two teams played, and the Cowboys won pretty comfortably, and the Knights were completely lost. The only, the only way the Knights sort of got any points last time they played them was when the Cowboys had a player put in the sin bin. Um, but no, the, the Knights were just all over them. The return of Kalen Ponga, you could just see. What an impact that has. Him and Mitchell Pearce being back in that team. Just give Mitchell Pearce gives them the direction and, and the stability that they need. And Kalen Pong gives them that flair. That flair to just be able to score points at any stage. Uh, he was at, like considering he had he'd been missing for seven weeks, and he comes out and has a performance like that where he scores a couple of tries, sets a couple up, makes a ton of meters, absolute threat every time he touched the ball. He is such an important, vital part of that team, and he was absolutely brilliant. Um, I, I, I love watching Kalen Ponga play. He's one of my favourite players to watch, and it was so good to just see him come back so well. I, I absolutely loved watching him play. Yeah, let's hope he doesn't do the, repeat that performance oh, next week. And, you, and, I, and you know I'm what? a little bit worried about that. Well, you know uh-huh. what? At, at, at least now Queensland have an attacking option, and it's this guy, because he is, he is up there with the best. I mean... I'm not saying he's obviously as good as Tom Trebojevic, especially in the form that he's in, but he has a very similar impact to that Newcastle team. When he's not there, they struggle really, really badly. When he is in that team, though, he gives all those other players the confidence to be able to say, okay, we've got this guy, let's just feed off the back of him. And that's what they did, and he was unbelievable. He was 
incredible. Yeah, I didn't see the game, but I'm assuming Mitchell Pierce was a big, big factor Pierce, in as Pierce well, like is such mentioned. a yeah, he's a massive so can, factor. I mean, yeah. and I just remember at one point when they were, I think it was in the first half, they they made like they were making some some really good ground Newcastle. And one of their players made like a bit of a bit of a bust, but was, but was pulled down after about fifteen or twenty meters, and you could see Pierce just coming up the middle of the field and screaming to the to the guys to get in line, like you know, get get it, like you could tell he's he's just. He's thinking like, okay, give me the ball. I've got these guys. I've got them. Just, just get in line. Like that's the confidence he brings to him. Like he knows the the moments to inject himself into strike. Um, you know, uh, he's been a much maligned player for his career, but he's a quality halfback, um, and and he mm. makes a massive difference to them as well. Uh, and then smokes the Sunday games. Broncos versus Sharks. Your mighty Broncos. Got Where are the Broncos? The mighty Broncos. Oh, mate, this is fantastic. And I tipped it. I told you, boys, I was pretty confident uh, for a few reasons. One, we've got a great record against Cronulla. Uh, we always have. Um, it was a Sunday afternoon game. We almost never get Sunday afternoon games at Suncorp Stadium. So beautiful sunny day in Brisbane it was. Uh, the lockdown ended conveniently at 6pm the night before, so fans could go to the game. Um, and I just thought uh, the, the, the return of Katoni Staggs, uh, the changes they'd made in, in terms of the, the senior management of the club, Ben Eichen in particular, uh, we have a new performance, uh, a head of performance, I can't remember his name, but um, also a head of recruitment, I mean. Uh, so we've started to put some pieces together, and I think that that's starting to feed a bit of confidence back to the team. What it does do, and, and they've sort of said this leading up to the game, is that it now allows Kevin Walters to just coach the team. He doesn't have to worry about recruitment. He doesn't have to worry about the football management department. He just coaches. And for a first-year coach, that is all he should be focused on, just the coaching. Uh, and the, the Broncos played... Like, this is probably the best game of the, of the weekend to watch because it was such an up-tempo. Both teams threw a lot of, lot of a, attack at each other. Uh, it was a really exciting end-to-end game. What was so impressive for me as a Broncos fan is our scramble defence was fantastic. Anytime the Sharks looked a bit dangerous, especially in the second half, we were able to shut it down. A couple of moments in particular, one where Tyson Gamble got in uh, the face of Ramian when he was looking to score and, and knocked the ball out, and then Ramian sort of face-palmed him, so he's, like, he's the kind of guy who gets under people's skin, um, Gamble. And then the last 10 seconds of the game, where we had the game won, we're up by eight points, the Sharks make a break, they go downfield, they put a kick through, and, and it's Payne Huss. The prop, who has, who's run for over 200 metres, made 40 tackles. He's the one running back there to ensure that the Sharks' fullback doesn't score the try. That's the kind of efforts you want. That's what you can build a team around. So, incredible effort. I was a very proud Broncos uh, supporter on Sunday. Yeah, that, the wooden spoon is looking further away now. So, that's, that's, a, that's a positive, especially with yeah. how the, the Bulldogs are going. Well, for it, was a, it, was a four, it was a four-point game for the Broncos because we get the bye this week. So, we, we actually push that that even further out because even though the Roosters have got some injury problems I can't see them losing to the Dogs this weekend so that's a massive game and I've sort of looked at the Broncos draw we've look I shouldn't say any game's an easy game especially for us considering how we've gone the last 18 months but the the absolute top teams the absolute top teams we've played most of them now I think the only ones we've got left I think we played Penrith again and I think out of like the top six I think that's it they're the only one in the top six we play again before the end of the season. We play, we play the Tigers after the bye, which considering how they're going, we're an absolute massive chance of knocking them off. I think we play um, Newcastle a couple of times. So they're a good team, but they're not the top 
top level team. We got, we got the Warriors who are up and down. So we've got a chance to actually pull three or four wins before the end of the year and get something out of this year. And the other thing, too, that was so great to see is Katoni Staggs. His first game back since, you know, for the entire season. He was incredible. I mean, you could, again, just see how much energy he brings that team. And every time he's got the ball, he's such a threat. He's able to break out of tackles. He was, he was involved in a great try set up. Um, you can see how disappointed he was when he was taken off because obviously the plan was not to play him for a full match for his first game back. You'd see how disappointed he was and he just wanted to be back out there. So he brings so much energy to that team. It's um, really, really good signs. I think the club's starting to make a bit of a step forward, which is great. Principal, your second favourite team? My second... Yeah, look, you know. They were... Pro- I didn't watch the game, actually, but good on the Broncos. Smokes needs a little bit of a... He needs a bit of a pick-me-up, you know, a bit of a... Bit of good news to end the season. Oh, and what a week. It, it couldn't come on a worse week for Phantom or myself. <laughs> our team's getting pumped. But, you know, good on the Broncos, I guess. Well, at least they there was a crowd because I kept watching all these Sydney-based games and there was Very an true. empty stadium. Yeah. They must pipe in the or like the crowd they cheers do, yeah. because when I watched a replay, it sounded very different. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hang on a second, I'm hearing crowd roaring and cheering, but there's empty seats. Yeah, so, they, they, they pipe yeah, it took me a while to realise that they were doing that. They try and build a bit of atmosphere and stuff. Um, the only thing, I, the only thing yeah, I was, it, yeah, it worked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. It may, it, it, at least for the viewer on, on TV, it sort of um, it, like, at least makes it feel like it's um, it's kind of normal. Because I remember the um, the when they when the whole COVID thing started. Back at the beginning of last year, I think the first game that happened with no crowds was Broncos versus Souths at Suncorp Stadium. And they weren't pumping in the noise for that game. And it was so weird watching a game at, like watching a game on TV at Suncorp yeah. Stadium with no noise. Because Suncorp Stadium is usually always buzzing. Yeah, it was really, really interesting. Um, it's weird. The other thing yeah. of this game that was really, really promising signs is that... Um, and he, 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 came, he started at fullback against the Raiders principal is... Um, uh, Tessie knew he had a really strong game for for the Broncos. He made nearly two hundred meters, scored two tries. Uh, the second try he scored was an eighty-five meter effort. Uh, yeah, he's he's. I think there's some potential there. I think they're going to uh, persist with him for the rest of this season. Uh, he could be. You know, he's only about 19, 20 years old. He's definitely worth persisting with. West Tigers versus Rabbitohs. I actually watched this game, and this is where I was talking about the, the, the they pumped in the audio mm. and the, the crowd cheers and that mm. sort of stuff. Uh, a very good game, but with just no one watching, like a, a live yeah. audience. Yeah, true. I mean, look, Sias took their took their foot off the pedal in that second half. I mean, they were, they were always in control. They obviously slackened off a bit and let the Tigers get a couple of tries. The Tigers are, are struggling. They really are. I, I, I yeah. they're, they're definitely going to finish bottom four. I just don't think. And, and Michael, uh, uh, Madge McGuire, obviously, I think in his press conference was saying, look, I want men at this club, not boys. And and it's true. The fact is it, they, they don't work hard enough. And that, that's that's what he wants to change. I mean, they conceded 66 against Melbourne. <laughs> the only reason they didn't concede that many against South is because I think South, once they had enough of a lead, they just stopped playing. And... Um... I mean, I thought the funniest part was Reynolds' bomb try. Oh, that yeah. was a shocker, yep. wasn't it? Yep. Yep. And again, oh, I reckon that was just complacency yep. because they were up by so much. Yeah. Surfing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Foot on the line. Yeah. Oh, that was, how um, embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, well, so long as he's not doing that next year, then that's okay. We can't afford yeah. to give away one. <laughs> so so we, we have to score everything we get. <laughs> The score could have even been bigger if he had got that. But, yeah, he was just too happy, you know, 
bloody running further and further back and then well, the weird thing was he was bang, trying to get he was trying to get close around. to the post to make the conversion attempt easier but he's the one taking the he conversion attempt very close. he's the one making the conversion attempt like he's he knows how good a goal kicker is he didn't need to do it but i think it was just complacency because yeah. they were up by so much and anyway uh, so yeah that was round 16 something like that yeah. um, so a few good tips uh, by by the the paddle uh, Phantom got five out of eight. Okay, Smokes got seven Ooh, two out of weeks eight. And you know who screwed it's, me again for the second week in a row? The bloody Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. Uh, and whenever the Broncos go well, I guess you tip well. That's true. Uh, Principal got six out of eight, and I'm on five out of eight, or I got five out of eight. Um, so season wide, I have those numbers somewhere. Uh, Phantom's on seventy one, Smoke's on seventy seven, Principal's on eighty eight, and I'm on ninety one. So, uh, Coming back. <laughs> onto some news headlines. Um, we'll have to go a little bit quickly through these because we're Look, a few time. of them are kind of linked um, together, so let's we talk can about the yeah. biggest news story. <laughs> yep. Uh, the dragons. What were they doing? Oh, what were they thinking? My goodness. Uh, my good and, and basically the So we've yeah, got two the, articles. The, the about two them. Stories I'll are... read the both headlines and then we'll just I talk think about so, it. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm embarrassed to be a Dragons player. Red V turns on each other after COVID party. And the second article, the Dragons stood by Jack DeBellin. He repaid them with a bold-faced lie. Oh, you know, Prince, well, I'm going to let you go first because if I start, I might... We might be here till midnight. Yeah, I just think, how stupid can you be? Honestly, it is just... they, are, Paul Vaughan, just... And all of them, whoever went to that party, is as stupid as you can be, really. If, Everyone knew the rules, and it was just blatant. The fact that they lied, I think that's the worst thing. I'm trying to run through this quickly. It's just, it's just they they had no respect for any of the other people that are losing their jobs and you know get being impacted by this, and they're sitting pretty with their big salaries, and they, you know, they deserve. I mean, I'm I'm glad Paul Vaughan deserved all he got with the the big fine, losing his contract, and I just think it was just really poor form. And now they put the the whole competition in jeopardy. If, you know, I think they're still looking to see if there um, there are other people in there as well. Yeah. That that really stuffs up stuffs yeah. up the game. And but that, that's the huge concern. Yeah, I just think. And then you got Jack Bellin hiding under a bed. He was pretty lucky to get off. He got off pretty lightly, I think. Like he got some off of these players that ran off. You know, the the players that stood there and just copped it from you know, accepted that they did the wrong thing. They got the fine and admitted. But some of these other players, you know, completely lying to the club. Um. Jack DeBellin. I, I know why they keep sticking by him, because he's a good player, mm. but surely he's not worth it for the Dragons. Oh, look, look, yeah, I mean, so stupid. Just absolutely stupid. And and you see, you know what was very telling is that the, the guys who didn't go to the party, they are the origin guys, the guys who, who you know, who know better. It's like, no, 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 we're not going to go to that party. Are you kidding? Like, we've got origin to prepare for. We know how important... We know how important this all is. Like, I was so glad to see that you know guys like Ben Hunt, Andrew McCulloch, Tarek Sims, they weren't there. That that was the that was what I, I, I liked about it all is that they obviously had whether that they might not have even been invited, and if they weren't, that would suggest that the players at the Dragons didn't have the uh, didn't have the respect for the senior guys, the the senior Origin players. Like, oh, we're not going to invite them because they'll probably dob us in or something like that. Um, absolutely stupid, moronic, and the fact that when the police arrived. You got guys hiding in wardrobes and cupboards. You got Jack DeBellin hiding under a under bed. Um, and I can you, you can tell you right now why Jack, why DeBellin would have done that because obviously the the, the the sexual assault, the sexual rape charges that that he was facing, he's you know been 
exonerated because they dropped the charges. Um, he was obviously thinking, oh, well, I've only just come back a month ago. I can't, I can't afford to have my name in the headlines again, so I'm going to hide. Well, maybe just don't be there in the first place. You know, and, and look, yeah. whether he was guilty or not of the other thing now, mud sticks. And people are going to look at that and say, you know what? How can we trust anything you say about that if you lie about something as simple as this? Like... Oh. 100%. That's exactly what... He um, should have been sacked. The Dragons well. should have sacked him. He should be out the door. Yeah, it's just... You know what? It actually does, when you think back at what he was in trouble for, it was a hung jury, I think, wasn't it? So it wasn't, well, you know, it, like... It, that, yeah, it, basically. It, and, and, and it was based on... Yeah. And this points to his character. He is happy to lie yep. to the police, to lie to everyone else to make sure he doesn't get in trouble. Yep. So you look back on other things and you think, well, you know, shows what the character of him. And I wonder if it was reversed. This happened before the other the jury trial, mm. if that might have changed things yeah. in terms of his character. Is he telling the truth? Can you believe anything he says? But I just feel like... And, and you know, and Corey Norman, I, I, as soon as I heard there were 12, I said straight away, Corey Norman will be one of them because he's an idiot who just can't yeah, keep himself out of trouble. And he, he's lucky. Look, I reckon the only reason they haven't sacked him is because they're not, they're not giving him a contract for next year anyway. So they're probably, oh, f- we'll just stick with him until the end of the year. It's probably mm. just cheaper for us to just keep him around. But, oh, and, 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 and as they're still investigating this. They're still checking to see if the, the players' wives and girlfriends were at the party. Because if so, that is breaching the bubble because they're not supposed... Because, mm. And think of it, they, they had it at Paul Vaughan's house. So his wife and kids were there. I find it very hard to believe that the other players' wives and girlfriends didn't go and that she's just like, oh, yeah, I'm happy for 12 blokes to come around and have a big party and not anyone else. Like, really? Really? And, and yeah, the thing no. is, if, they, if it did happen, they just need to fess up now because otherwise the whole competition could be... F- and what a, what a slap yeah. in the face for Anthony Griffin... This guy is like a no-nonsense yep. coach, and they just completely disrespected him. Completely disrespected him. I cannot imagine how he'd be feeling right now, and how he's got to now try yeah. to find a way to get them up for the rest of the year. Oh, it's a joke. You know, this will be the the end of their season. But it's I good, just yeah. think the biggest thing, and I'll just mention it quickly. The biggest thing I thought was when Paul Vaughan went on NRL three hundred and sixty to yep. sort of apology. It wasn't even. It was an apology. Sorry for getting caught. I'm sorry that this has come out. I'm sorry that it was the worst. Apl- it was like, you know, he was basically, the whole interview was just a big sob story for him trying to make himself yeah. look, you know, I shouldn't have done it. He literally was sorry that he got caught. That's the and, only and, and thing he was you're, sorry you're, for. You're absolutely right because, yeah, uh, if he didn't get caught, he's not going to be sorry about it. And, and, and he, he had a COVID breach last year. About the same time last year when he went to a cafe, signed him with a fake name on the New South Wales COVID app. So, like, come on. Like, mate, yeah. surely that was the... Like, if the players don't get the message now, I think now anyone who does these sort of things, they need to just be f***ing sat down for eight weeks or whatever it is or just, just booted or whatever because they just need to get it through their heads. They can't do it. Yeah, yeah. The punishments have to get worse. At the beginning of this whole podcast thing, we were talking about football players and I'm like, you know, they're not that dumb and you guys were like, yeah, they're pretty dumb and I'm starting to agree with you. Oh, that, well, it's, <laughs> they're not the it's just a lack tools. of respect and, and consideration for the fact that they, yeah, fair enough, they've, they've got tighter restrictions on what they're allowed to do but they also get extra privileges in terms of they get to fly in a state and play their football. They still get them earn 800 grand yeah. a year 
There's a lot of people who are out of work because of COVID. Yeah. So have some goddamn respect. Exactly. People are losing their, all their livelihood, basically. They can't work and these guys are just, you know, not, not caring about anything else but themselves. And especially so, after what the Bulldogs did, like, a week earlier. Like, five players. And, like, you think of what they did. It's nowhere near as bad as what these guys have done. They've, they've, they've literally yeah, gone... Yeah, the like, like, the fact that Paul Vaughan then, after they got caught, organised a Zoom meeting with all the players who are at the party saying, hey... This is what we've got to say to get away with this. Like we've got to, we've got to tell the police and, and the inter- integrity unit this. Like actually coerce yeah. them to try and tell this lie. Yeah, no. I mean the bulldogs. I mean I don't remember exactly the timing of it, but I feel like things were a lot more. In it flux, was. It was. It was whereas, right as yeah. the we were like, were coming into place. Everything so. was more. We knew what we what rules yep. were. Like when the dragons were having this house yep. party. Anyway, <coughs> that's uh, that's our rant. Yes, basically that is done, the rant. So that's a good one. Um, <laughs> All right, so let's talk about uh, the Blues versus Maroons for Game 3, mm. the change-up and the players and what sort of jazz. Yeah, well, obviously, uh, the Blues into, uh, have a few force changes because of injury. Both their halves are changed out because of injury. So Jack Whiten and Mitchell Moses in. Uh, I think uh, one of the forwards pulled out. Saifidi, the Newcastle prop. Saifidi's pulled out. So Dal Finucane has come into the side as well. Um, but still, I mean, the only injury, the only change they had were injury. They're, they're very strong lineups. So, and Queensland, what I will say is, whilst it's still not full strength, it is definitely the strongest um, Queensland lineup that has been named this series. Pal and Pong are back straight away, gives an attacking flair. The Hammer, Hammerside Tabulai for the dough. I'm loving, I'm loving that selection because it's some speed. Ben Hunt at hooker absolutely deserves his spot there. AJ Brimson on the bench. Uh, look, Fafita has since pulled out because he's been suspended for a match. So I think, um, trying to remember who came in for him. Might be Francis Molo or... Yeah. or... Look, it's definitely a stronger Queensland. New South Wales deserve to be favourites, absolutely. But uh, definitely a stronger Queensland team. There's actually points in this team. Yeah, it'd be interesting how um, <clears throat> the Hammer goes against Travojevic. Um I think he's going to have a, a pretty tough night, I, oh, I imagine. Definitely, definitely. He's going to have a lot of traffic. Yeah. Coming down his way, um, but to be fair, everyone would have a trouble. It's going to have oh, trouble with Turbo anyway. So yeah, yeah no, who, you know, it's much the same. But yeah, I think the the halves will be interesting. But mm. I think with the the back five that the Blues have got anyway, they can probably you know as long as the halves don't have a shocker, they'll be right. You know, with you got and, Turbo and Tedesco, and that, that'll be the message. We'll be able to pull the team up. That'll be the message from Freddie. I'm guessing is look, you don't have to do a lot because these guys are in such good form. Just just get them some early ball and let them do their thing. And I agree. Look, obviously, look, the Hammer on his debut having to defend against Trebojevic is going to be a tough ask, but at the very least, at least he is a centre. At yeah, least he yeah. plays there week to week and he does some pretty good things with the ball in hand and, and all of that. It also allows him to put Kirk Capewell into the back row, which is where he belongs. That's where, that's where he should be playing. So, so yes, it's definitely going to be a tough ask. And, and look, Trebojevic could very well um, own him. But at least it's a centre, playing centre. So it's, I think it's de- I think it, it definitely will be the closest of the three games. That's for sure. Because uh, I think at least this Queensland team, at least they've got a few a few bullets in the chamber this time. You know, they've got a bit of attack that they can throw at New South Wales. Uh, but obviously, New South Wales yeah, will be so. I think you're still going to lose by about sixteen to twenty points. We'll right? see. We'll see. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be my beer bet this week. I think. Oh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Fafida ruled out of Queensland after falling, failing to beat dangerous contact. Yeah, charge. And, and look, um, I think we mentioned look, that. Yeah, right? and principal, I'm sorry, but he, he was lucky to get sin binned 
against your mob to actually get yeah. to, to actually lose an origin you know match what? for it is pretty piss poor, I think. I, I can't believe he's missing a game for it. You know, I'm happy because it was a half and it, you know it was late and it was on purpose. I'm happy for the, the ten minutes. Yeah. You know, obviously it, it helped the Titans in the game anyway, but the, um, <laughs> exactly. to, to 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 miss an origin game for that, it's ridiculous. He got yeah. ten minutes off off the field. That's a, that's that was sufficient. It wasn't, I agree. That it wasn't was high. It was just a stupid. He took the Raiders player out. Did the wrong thing. Ten minutes off. Changed a fair bit. Lodge opens up on his weird Broncos exit. Yeah, well, this was we were talking about this last week in the podcast. So like he's been he was going, then he was staying, going, staying, and then the club came out early last week and said, no, no, him and him and Pengai Jr. are staying until the end of the year. But then a couple of days later, he signed with the Warriors, effective immediately. So it's just basically going through that. That and look, he's he's been sort of told different things along the way. What I do like about Lodge though is he's not he's not kicking stone. He's not like you know chucking a tantrum. He's not throwing stones. He's just like he's just saying, look, this is how it happened. Look, sadly, I was told I wasn't wanted, but then they said they did want me, and it was a bit confusing. I'm glad it's all sorted now. He said, look, me and Kevy have left on good terms. There's no dramas with us. He actually put out a. Um, uh, an Instagram post uh, where he's basically thanking the club, saying, look, the club gave me an opportunity when, you know, I was in a real bad spot. Obviously, the stuff that happened many years ago with what he did over in New York. So the club gave me an opportunity. I'm very thankful. I'll always be thankful for this club for giving me a chance. And, and I ho- I have no grudges. I think that's really mature of him to just sort of take that approach. So I must say, the way he is held himself since he's come back, and I, I don't like him at all, I think... He shouldn't be playing footy, to be honest, after mm. what he's done. Mm. But you're right, he doesn't kick stones, he just gets on with it. He obviously is grateful to be playing footy still. Yeah. And yeah. it is what it is. If he moves on, at least that's, that's one quality, I guess, that well, the, the, you know, is yeah. admirable it's, about it's someone point. who I don't think is... Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a good point you say, too. Like, um, you know, like, yeah, what he did was very bad and he's very lucky to be playing footy. But I guess the one thing, too, is since then, he has not stepped a foot wrong. And that was a, that was like about five or six years ago that that thing happened. And he's been back playing for, I think, three, three and a half years now. And he has not stepped a foot wrong. Whereas some of these other guys who make mistakes, they just keep making them and keep making them and keep making them. He obviously learnt from his mistake. And he's just, you yeah. know, he, he gave up the drink after what happened. And he hasn't stepped a foot wrong. And, and he's played some really great footy this year. He's a really good signing for the Warriors. Um, they'll get some really, really quality football out of this bloke. Um, especially when they partner him with um, that Aiden Fanua Blake, who's also a really good prop. So yeah. they've, got, they've got a very strong front row now. He's, yeah, he's, he's a good signing. Origin 3, venue locked in as Newcastle hosts its first game. Uh, crowd capacity has been revealed. This. It's at 75% capacity. 20,000 fans. What do you I love think? it. I absolutely love it. I, I, there's never in the history of Origin been a, a match in a regional a regional area. And in the one series, we've got two matches that have been played in regional areas. I think it's awesome. I, lo- I love the fact that, that Newcastle, like they're just as crazy about rugby league as, as Townsville. And they, they now get a chance to, 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 give, to get that same atmosphere that the Townsville um, fans got to have for Origin. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I love it too. It's a weird, strange times for NRL, but it's great. These are the little bits that are coming from from these times that where it's just great. You know, the Newcastle fans, they're diehard rugby league people and they get rewarded for the, you know, showing up to every game for Newcastle and, you know, they'll be there. They'll pack out whatever they can do, 20,000. Yeah. But, you know, that'll they'll be loud. It'll be a good crowd. 
in the you know and, and, they're, they're, the they're, and there'll be a crowd yeah actually there'll be a crowd and look they've provided um, plenty of um, champion New South Wales players in the past too I mean they've obviously obviously Andrew Johns Danny Badiris uh, Brett Kamali from Newcastle as well so they've they've provided plenty of um, great players so they, they they it's well earned and I think it's awesome I think it'll be a great atmosphere for anyone who gets out to the game okay all right well like I said we're going to crack through. Uh, last week, our beer bets, uh, Phantom got two. Good on him. He's not even in here, but we just keep giving him beers. He should have to forfeit a beer every time he doesn't show up. Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, that's, that's, good, that's a good rule. Yeah, from now uh, on, that's a rule. <laughs> from now on. Principal lost four and Smokes uh, gained two, so just moving just them around. Catching up. Uh, all right, on to this week's beer bets. Uh, Principal, you want to help me out with a beer bet? Yeah, beer bet. I'm going to say New South Wales will win by 18 or more. Taken. How many beers? Two? We're going to go two because I'm running out of beers. Yeah, I'm taking that one. <laughs> I'm taking that one. This will be the closest game All in the right. series. Smokes. Smokes All right, beer my beer bet is going to be two beers that Kalen Ponga will be involved in the first try of the match. So whether, whether he I'll scores it or sets it up, he'll be involved. Okay, so just so, to clarify, so, so Ponga, Ponga try, try assist, try, try assist, try assist, try assist or, or scored the try himself. One of those. Yeah. He'll be, so not, yeah. Oh, so no, not no, involved no, in not the like, play. Not like he's he picks be. up the ball, at dummy half passes it, and there's another four yeah. passes in a try. He's got to set up the try, or he's got to score it. Yeah, tr- proper try assist. Yeah, okay, we can and we can look at that anyway. We can, yeah, we can the stats you know, show that he gets. Sure, a, we can. Yeah. I'm sure we can judge him. Call it. Well, let's put it so. I would consider a try assist if he makes a 50 meter line break. Passes it to someone else, and then they pass it to someone. Yeah, yeah. That that would count, yeah, sort of yeah. thing. But we'll, we we can we can work out the semantics. But he will be. Yeah, that's my bet. All right. For, is that first try of the game or first Queensland try? Oh, uh, let's make it first try of the game. I got, I got I've got to give yep. a bit, don't I? So first try of the game. Yep. We're due Done. for a try. We haven't scored since the thirty fifth minute of game one. <laughs> oh, it's not been a fun yep. series. All right. Uh, cool. All right. Well, I think we've already mentioned that we've lost a lot of money because mm. the Raiders didn't win, so we'll skip over mm. that last little bit. We now have a new uh, rule. Which it's actually been a rule for a while. Yes. We can't bet on the Raiders. No more it's gambling on road. Canberra in any way, shape, or form because that is twice now that they've cost us big multis. And I blame Ricky. Yeah. And I think yep. Bantam blames Ricky. It's all his, it's all his fault. Oh, just right. depressing. And Sharks did play. Did Dugan play last week? <laughs> no. no, he's... He won't, he, I don't think he'll play for the rest of the year for Sharks. He's done. He, 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 um, he, he, he'd he'd still be on quarantine anyway, wouldn't he, for his little pub outing? Quarantine for a little bit, a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I heard that he's trying to, um, to you know, appeal that, that fine. Oh, for good luck. Just deal with it. Good luck, you know, Dukes. Dukes, you know, what's just, the just take 800 the, grand a year? Just deal with it. Just, just take the hit and why move would you on, want, Dukes. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about round 17, a short round because we have a set of origin game three. Mm. Um, so I'll ask Smokes, Sea Eagles versus Raiders. Oh, sorry, Principal. I've got to go Manly. I know even with uh, Tommy and, and Kawi out, you guys are just struggling. Principal? Oh, I'm going to go Raiders. But <laughs> I don't want uh... You know what? It's a punishment, aren't you? I'm glad your best that chance to beat Sherry him. Evans and Turbo aren't playing because it could be a 70 bloody nil <laughs> scoreline of one up. So, you know, it'll probably only be 40 nil, but, you know, go in the Raiders. They've got to thump or right. something. I'm going to see Eagles because that's what the bookies are telling me. Uh, Rabbitohs versus Cowboys. Let's start with Smokes. Yeah, Rabbitohs. Um, 
they're pretty much other than Cook, they've got most of their guns in. Cook and Gagai are out, but they'll be fine. Uh, principal? Uh, Rabbitohs. They'll be yep. way and too hot. be me as well. Uh, Bulldogs versus Roosters. Let's go principal. Uh, yeah, oh, I don't want to tip the Roosters. I feel dirty every time I tip the Roosters. <laughs> I just I hate to see them win, but I'll go Roosters. And you, Smokes? I'm going to tip the Roosters, but never in my life have I wanted to be wrong more. This would make my year nearly as much as it Raiders making make the grand year. final. It would. If the Bulldogs beat the Roosters after last week's shocking... It would defeat. nearly make me feel better about the Origin Series. Nearly. Nearly. <laughs> <laughs> nearly. All right. Uh, Sharks versus Warriors. Principal. Oh, I'm going to go Warriors and Chad Townsend really? to... to dis- oh, no, he's out, actually. Oh, I'm going to go Sharks. Yeah, yeah, second favourite team, mate. Come on. Yeah, come on. I know. Uh, Smokes? This is a tough one. I'm going to go the Warriors because Reese Walsh is back. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot about him. I'm going the Sharks. Uh, and then, set of origin, New South Wales versus Queensland. Uh, Smokes, I'm guessing Queensland. Queensland, mate. The uh, last time New South Wales won a Series 3-0 was in 2000. So, I'm going to tip... And the last time Queensland won a Series 3-0 was 2010. So, chance for New South Wales to, to do something special. It doesn't happen often, but... Got to stick with my Maroons. And Principal, I'm guessing New South Wales? New South Wales, easily. They'll continue their form. Well, you reckon it's uh, 20 points, right? Or 18 points? 18 or more. 18 plus, yeah. I'm going to look forward to drinking those those two beers. I'm actually going to put aside and really enjoy <laughs> those two. <laughs> so I don't even need to win. I just need to get closer than 18. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Well, yeah, but... I think New South Wales is going to be 20 plus. So. 33 tries. <laughs> I think that's a safe bet. Wait for my mate Palmer, mate. He's coming. He's coming for you. Woo! Until he gets injured. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, you can get your podcast at, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, and, uh, yeah, please uh, rate, review, share with your friends, all that sort of good fun stuff. And uh, we'll see you next week. That's it. Well done, Bye. guys. Enjoy it again. See you later. A fun weekend this time. Broncos, yeah! Oh, I hope to be much happier next week for the Raiders <laughs> win. See we you sh- later. We shall see.